Mobile, welcome. Hello. How you doing? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a second. It has been a second. We've got a little bit different format for you. We do, and we are so excited about it. Why? Because the Do Some Good magazine project just came out. We're super excited about it, and we're doing something we've never done before. We're interviewing all the organizations from that magazine. Sit back, relax. We're going to talk about it in just a moment. I just want to play the music. It's his I, favorite. I just want to play the music. I like it. I like it. So, guys, in our previous live show, we always had this segment. Maybe you recognize this? The Do Some Good Mobile segment. So it was always a segment, right? Yes. We were telling you, hey, here's something good. Here's something cool happening this week. Well, we have an entire project, uh, entire project called the Do Some Good Mobile Magazine Project. Mandy actually has an example with her right here. Maybe you've seen the physical example, the physical magazine. Maybe you have not. Maybe you've seen it online. Uh, you can hop on our website, themobilerundown.com, and you can find it, the digital version, if you haven't seen the physical version we are going to interview these organizations and we're pumped about that. So that's super excited. That's what's different about this year, right? So um, real quick, we just want to tell you where this came from. Like do some good mobile was like a piece of the mobile rundown every week. We kind of put out this idea three years ago. We were like, man, this is getting really popular. What if we put out a magazine that was specifically just highlighting these organizations and what they do, right? Isn't There's that so much good being done. Yes. And it was uh, something that Mobile kind of lacked a little bit. Like, who are these organizations? What do they do? How can we get involved? You know, you hear the names of some of these organizations and you might recognize the name, but you really don't know all the good that they're doing in our community. So we have decided to bridge that gap with Do Some Good Mobile with this publication. And we're super excited to take it from publication to video, audio. Publication to digital, baby. Yeah. Going all the way. And today, there's no secret. You guys, I, I know you are aware of this organization. I know you know who it is. <laughs> uh, and if you, if somehow you don't know who they are, you, you, you've probably eaten their product. Ooh. Uh, or a product that is a part of their brand. Yes, okay. Yes. And we'll talk about that. But so let's bring on, we have the Girl Scouts of, of Southern Alabama. Yes, ma'am. Miss Alicia. So let's welcome her to the show. Miss Alicia, hey. how are you doing? Doing good. Good morning. So, good morning. So yeah, so we're going to talk about cookies for sure at some <laughs> point. I, um, I, yeah. uh, like Mandy was talking about right before we had you on, uh, it's like the one thing I do every year to support. I do my part, even though I'm not supposed to um, partake in as many cookies as I do. I <laughs> I do my part in supporting the Girl Scouts, and I just want you to know that before we get going. So, um, put yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm just, I'm just put. I'm just putting it out there. Well, Alicia, <laughs> we are so excited to have you. We go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, my name is Alicia Snyder. I'm the Chief Development Officer with Girl Scouts of Southern Alabama. Fantastic. And so what does that mean? What all does that encompass? 
So um, Girl Scouts of Southern Alabama is actually 30 counties in the southern half of the state. Um, we go okay. from Montgomery all the way down to the borders, all the way east to Auburn, Opelika area. Okay. Um, and just basically encompass everything within that 30 county area. That's a big job. It is. A it's big a job. big jurisdiction. <laughs> we love what you guys do. So in that area, how mm -hmm. many troops, how many girls are we talking about? So in an average year, obviously things have been a little bit difficult yes. this past year, but mm -hmm. on an average year, we serve around 5,500 girls and we serve um, about 50% of them usually in traditional troops or 50% or about 45% of them are in what we consider outreach programming. Um, and that is where we go into schools, we go into underserved areas, underserved community organizations and partner with them to bring that Girl Scout experience to girls who may not be able to um, afford it or girls who may be in an area where they just really don't have access to, um, to opportunities for them after school or during the summer. Absolutely. And so if you want to elaborate on that, because, you know, whenever people think Girl Scouts, you think the uniform and of course you think cookies, but that is just one part of what they are doing year round in the organization. So a Girl Scout, at what age can she start the program? You can start at the age of five. Um, usually when they enter kindergarten is the daisy range. And then you will be a daisy for about two years and then you'll go up to brownie and then you'll continue bridging on from there from junior to cadet to senior to ambassadors. I absolutely love it. You know, it really is one of the ways that girls can connect to other girls that are not necessarily even in their school or in their immediate community. It, it's a way for multiple different areas to kind of come together to do the same thing, which is so what we need right now, especially starting at a young age. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. And we try to place them um, in troops based on their age level and usually within their region um, or at least their school area. But yeah, we do try to make sure that they're unique and they are diverse and it really is it gives the girls a great experience i mean i grew up in the same um, girl scout troop for nine years um, still in touch with several of those um, girls i was in the troop with so it really is a great bonding experience and by us trying to bring that even into those community organizations or to those schools where it may be difficult for them to offer those troop atmosphere we try to bring that to those girls um, to allow them to have that opportunity as well yeah, that's super important. It's an it's a important thing to start early with those connections, for sure. I'm sure when you run into somebody that was a Girl Scout, you just immediately have that connection as, you know, as a professional and you just you kind of know their character based on the fact that they were part of the Girl Scouts being younger. I have a question. Yeah. There's, a, there's a song. Uh, I want to know if you all still sing it. Make new friends, but keep, keep the old. The old. One, One is, is silver and the other is gold. Okay, That's so I'm a 37-year-old male, and I still <laughs> hear this song in my head from my sister who is in Girl Scouts at a really young age, and I think that's the coolest song ever. I just like, I love the lyric. I think it's neat. So that is still... That's still a song that's like pretty, that's a, that's a part of the Girl Scouts. It is. And absolutely. And we are about making new friends and really what the silver and the gold are that has to do really with our higher awards. And that's what girls, you know, are able to strive towards um, as they get into higher grade levels. Um, mm -hmm. They're able to strive towards that gold award, which is our highest award available in Girl Scouting. It's kind of equal to the um, Eagle Scout. A lot of people know about. Yes. Um, and the gold award is really requires so much activity on the part of the girl so many hours of community service and it is a project that just has to have long-standing impact on the community and we have so many girls who um, are striving towards that and like you said it really kind of builds that camaraderie for our girls 
Um, we hear a lot of people who have applied for colleges it's on their college applications. Maybe the admissions advisor says, hey, I was a Girl Scout. I got my gold award as well. So um, you enter the military at higher um, pay rate. Um, so it's just a great opportunity. Really? Yes, you do. And so we're trying yeah. to get a lot of our outreach troops and a lot of our traditional troops. We're really working on getting them, pushing them towards um, earning those awards. Very cool. I, uh, I'm an Eagle Scout myself, so yeah. I, I understand the um, what what yep. that what that can do and how you know what kind of network that puts yep. you in you know i thought the song was always about just saying that your friends are like precious like precious metals like <laughs> yeah, so maybe it has a double meaning i see i didn't know i didn't know the levels there so that's yep. awesome um in in the in the write-up that you guys have in the, in the magazine which is super cool everyone get a copy uh if you haven't already so you, there's something a couple things caught my attention was out teaching um stem and financial literacy like how how like how does that come into play or, or, or how has that happened or whatever? So part of what the Girl Scout leadership experience is, is obviously girls learn badges. They get to participate in um, mm -hmm. different um, community um, programs for them. And it's really up to the troop um, as to what badges they want to earn. Um, and we do do a lot of offer. We offer a lot of STEM programming, a lot of outside community program for these girls to be able to participate in as well. Um, by doing that as a group too, a lot of times with the STEM opportunities, individual troops may not necessarily be able to offer some of them, but we try to offer that on a larger level. Yeah. Um, and related to the financial literacy, of course, our cookie program um, centers around, you know, those key program programmatic pieces that those girls are learning. They're learning yep. customer service skills. They're learning how to run the number one girl-led business in the world. And they're really right. learning those financial literacy skills that will take them into the future. Um, things that aren't being necessarily taught in schools, um, but it yep. helps provide that gap for them. So I think that's super cool. I mean, I, like on a personal level, I'm a huge proponent of financial literacy, teaching yeah. financial literacy as, as an entrepreneur, you know, yes. entrepreneur myself. I, um, um, I'm really big on this. It's one of the reasons, again, it's one of the reasons why, I'm, why we're always just whatever, buying some cookies if we see girls set up because the way they operate and the way they do it is amazing. Um, I, so I just, within the last week, I heard on a, there's a podcast I listened to called Robin Hood Snacks, which is mm -hmm. like a financial literacy podcast. They just talked about the business of Girl Scout cookies and the guy, those guys on this podcast are amazing. And they mentioned, and I don't know, I was like, what? This is crazy. They said, if the Girl Scout cookies was a business, it would be like an $800 million a year, like company. I was like, yeah. well, this is crazy. I mean, <laughs> but like, it's, but it's, it's amazing that, and it's all, you know, filtered through these young girls with like wagons and stuff going through neighborhoods yeah. and selling at like yeah. events and stuff like that. And yeah. I just think, I think that's super cool. Um, Boy Scouts try with their popcorn. I, I, look, we Not try, we hold, we hold nothing to the, to the thin mint. <laughs> Uh, we, we don't, we don't, we, we, we just don't, but I think that's really amazing. And I, uh, I love how y'all do that. If there's anything to add there or, or that you'd want to, you know, toss it, go for it. Well, I, you, you opened the door to cookies, I guess. So yes, everybody, everybody, Let's knows, in. everybody knows that we're about cookies, right? But I think what they don't understand is how cookies do good in the community, um, to kind of tie that back in here as well. And you're exactly right. So, you know, these girls are working, um, ahead of time to, to set goals and to talk about what they're going to do with their cookie money. They're learning how to run that business. They're learning how to ask, you know, somebody to purchase cookies. They're learning how to make um, change. So, you know, I would encourage anybody that during cookie season, even if you're on a diet or whatever it is, you may not be interested in cookies, go up and talk to those girls, ask them, mm -hmm. ask them what their goals are, ask them why they're selling these cookies. 
ask them ask them what they're planning on doing um, in the community. Um, and what a people also don't understand, if you're on a diet, you can still make a donation to that troop. And a lot of what we do is we donate those cookies back to local military troops and they go to local um, community organizations through our Hometown Heroes program. Oh, cool. So they're going back out in the community also doing some good. But these girls are earning money to, to take trips that they may want to take. Um, they're earning money to do projects in their community. Um, they're learning how to give back. They may, um, you know, be building something that they're going to donate to their local school. Maybe they're earning money to, to buy books for their library. Um, but they're doing things to give back to that to our community. That's cool. Um, we we made a joke right before we went live, and I said, "Wait a minute, maybe they maybe they come out with a with a healthy cookie. It's just like a box of air, just like sell <laughs> sell, sell an empty box." Here you go, guys. You know, um, if you want the healthiest cookies that we have possible, that's that's very cool, though, that if someone is on, like on a diet and doesn't want to eat them, whatever, they could give a donation, goes through yes. the uh, through the truth and get those cookies elsewhere. That's that's cool. That's really we neat. are always impressed with the girls that have stopped by and knocked on the door. It's just, you know, first of all, going in in the the world that we live in now, door to door, anything is just especially with COVID door or anything is just gone. And so it's kind of nice to have a sweet, cute girl in her uniform come and knock on your door and ask for your business and, and to buy cookies. And of course, it's really hard to say no. We always want to say yes. Yeah. Um, I think that is something that is truly a beautiful lesson to learn at such a young age. And with that, one thing that I was thinking, at what age, at what gray level, you said daisies, they start and they move up. At what mm -hmm. age and grade level are they able to go out and sell those cookies? They're doing them from age five. I mean, they're starting as a daisy. And so at every wow. level, they're really learning different skills that are obviously key to that age. Um, but they're they're learning how to do that. And, you know, a troop that my daughter was involved in, we helped with the daisy group for a while. And, you know, yeah. you're, you're teaching them like the basics, like this is what these cookies are. Mm -hmm. um, and we do taste testing parties with them and they'll choose their favorite. And, you know, daisies are always my favorite because they're going to tell you the honest to goodness truth. If you yeah. Ask them, yeah. <laughs> What's Absolutely. your favorite cookie? Well, don't buy that one, but yeah, buy this yeah, one. Yeah. Gonna tell, they're going to be brutal. Don't like this one. This one. Yeah. This one's really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is the Thin Mint the most popular? Oh, yeah. What's the best seller? So in our council, actually, the Thin Mint and the Caramel Delight are the most popular. But interesting fact about the Thin Mint. So think about it. Girl Scouts, because Girl Scout cookies are not sold year round, right? So right. even we, every council can choose to sell them at different times of the year, but they are not sold year round. And a lot of times nationally, the um, Thin Mint has ranked above the Oreo as the number one cookie some years. So think about that. So that's how much Girl Scout cookies are doing in the community. That's that's what an impact they're making. I heard Incredible. that. That was so. That was also on that podcast. He, he, yes. he mentioned Oreos. He mentioned something about Chips Ahoy as well. Being yep. uh, and you know what? Uh, obviously, that's where they got their information from. I'm sure it was directly from from yep. from, from, from you guys from from Girl Scouts. So yep. Um, that's, that's cool. So I know our selling season just kind of wrapped up a, a couple did. of weeks ago. Is it January 1st to the end of March? Is that the time frame? That's roughly the time frame. It may vary just a little bit by a couple of days, but that is roughly our time frame. Yeah, right whenever the diets start. But you know what? I think it's <laughs> great. <laughs> I think it's great that every you said every area has a different time frame that they're selling. It is kind of that is a good way of kind of breaking it up. Or, well, know. every Girl Scout Council has a different time frame that they're selling. Yes. Gotcha. We, yeah. Our area sells from January through March. 
And where is the local place here in Mobile? Would you like to, can, you can go there too to purchase cookies. You don't have to wait for a girl to knock on your door. That's you right. Can yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have an office on Spring Hill Avenue in uh, Mobile. So they're usually there. And also during cookie season, we have a Girl Scout cookie finder too on our website. So you just put in your zip what? code and it'll tell you where they're at for that weekend. Oh, nice. I love it. Uh, that's really cool. That okay. Is. All right. Now we're he, doesn't, he doesn't need now to know that information. Now, yeah. Now we're getting apps and telling me where to go track down <laughs> cookies. This is crazy. Yeah. And this, this past year, because of COVID, we actually um, piloted a program with Grubhub, which was extremely successful. So we're hoping that Grubhub will still allow us to partner with them this upcoming year, because that was, it. we were so excited about that. Girls had an opportunity to really kind of run their business through Grubhub and people were able to get their cookies. That I love out. it. I love it. That is neat. Yeah, that is, you know, one of the most, um, I guess, creative ways that I've seen a girl do. And of course she had her mother with her because she was, she was younger, but yeah. she was going in the carpool line with her, yes. with her buggy of cookies. And I yes. was like, this is brilliant. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I love it. You don't just have to knock on doors. You, they do setups at, you know, retail locations, mm -hmm. Walmarts and places like that. We've seen them too. So that's, it's really neat. Y'all are doing some amazing things with these well, girls in our area. And what was amazing is how creative these girls got this year. I mean, truly because of COVID issues and, you know, we had to restrict certain things that they couldn't, couldn't do because of COVID. And, you know, somebody made a cookie vending machine and, you know, no. others made <laughs> Others made little slopes to where if you order the cookies, they're going to slide them down to you. So they didn't have contact with the um, person. So it was, it was really, really, really cool. Um, but, you know, that's one way the local community can really help us during cookie season. Well, even just outside of cookie season is that you mentioned cookie booth locations. We're always looking for local businesses who are willing to host these girls um, yeah. on weekends. And it doesn't involve it. You know, there's no skin off their back. We just set up a table. We show up outside and what a yeah. great opportunity for that business. And also they can provide um, sponsorships too for our hometown heroes program. If they want to help support a local troop, um, but also be able to donate cookies in their name um, to local military or local organizations are always willing to talk about that as well. So dive into the hometown heroes a little bit more. I feel like that is a segment of your organization that mm -hmm. isn't, and that is, a, is that something newer? Or is that been around? We've always had that. We've just kind of rebranded it and really put a lot of focus on um, really talking about that the past couple of years because, I, you know, you're constantly getting those that feedback. Well, I'm going to diet. I don't want to, you know, I don't want I can't do that this year. And so right. this is the opportunity to really still keep people involved, give back to the troop, but really to expand on giving back to the community. We give out thousands of cases of cookies every single year through the Hometown Heroes program. We're actually in the process of finalizing ours for this year. So I don't have the final numbers for this year, but we've given to military organizations. If you follow our social media, we've given them to local hospitals. We've taken them to fire departments, to everywhere. Very cool. Y'all are doing so much. And it's, this is one of the reasons why we love our publication for mm -hmm. this reason. It's just to kind yeah. of dive in a little bit more. Me, most people know the basics of Girl Scouts, but Absolutely. really kind of jumping in. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about are the badges. Whenever mm -hmm. you see these girls walking around, they've got all these badges on their sash. Yeah. Those mean something. They had to work really hard at doing something to get that. That is an honor. Can you break down kind of some of the things that they are doing to get those badges? So every badge is different. We've got tons of badges. You know, there's a bunch of them. They're, they're based on different levels, obviously. So they'll be geared towards the daisy level if they're kindergarten and first grade and then so forth and so on. 
And um, obviously there's some basics about learning the Girl Scout ways and there's um, CPR and first aid. Um, but a lot of them are really centered around STEM these days. They're centered around financial literacy. They're centered around getting outdoors. And so each badge has different requirements based on each level. Um, we just rolled out some new civics badges as well. So it's teaching the girls to really get involved in the voting process. Um, but again, it depends on they get more complicated the level that they go up. It may require that an older girl actually has to, you know, attend a city council meeting or maybe they have to meet with the local representative, whereas a daisy may just have to learn about the process. They may um, talk about what a judge is. They may talk about what a lawyer is if they're working on that civics badge. So it just depends on the level. It's not really it's not the same for everybody. Right, right. Very age age appropriate. Ooh, but um, age appropriate, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a question I should have asked you in the very beginning. How old is the Girl Scouts organization overall? Well, we're more than 100 years old and our council, oh, you're putting me on the spot. I think we're no, like no, 36. Roundabout. I'm good at math that quick. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, but it's it's something that has been around for generations. And so absolutely, absolutely. We're excited to see you guys grow, especially here down in Southern Alabama. Um, oh, go ahead. You had to. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to ask if, if there's anything that, you know, maybe we didn't talk about, like people know, you know, obviously know about cookies. And, and it sounds like, you know, that is probably one of the biggest ways that the general public can help the Girl Scouts, right. right? Is just to be aware or help or find a business or buy some cookies or make a donation. But like, if there's anything that we didn't ask you that maybe your organization is about that we, that yes. we should have asked you or, or that you wish people would ask you sometimes, like now's the time to maybe let's mention that. Yeah. Well, I guess the biggest thing is, you know, is really encouraging people to get involved and really how do people get involved? Right. Well, we always need troop leaders. We always need people yes. who are willing to come in and help support these girls and help mentor these girls. Mm -hmm. And it's not as cumbersome as you think that it is. And we will hold your hand and walk you through this process and make it easy for you um, as easy as we can. But we do need troop leaders and we need troop helpers and people to support those girls. Obviously, we always need um, support in the community. If we can come and talk about Girl Scouts and talk about why Girl Scouts is still relevant, why we're important and what we are beyond cookies. Um, we'd love that opportunity as well. Um, we actually have a special event we're doing every year in Mobile. This year we pushed it back to September um, because of COVID. Uh, we want to make sure that we're kind of in the in the green light, but we are, are do a leading ladies event where we are highlighting women in the community and organizations and businesses in the community that are supporting women. Um, we seek nominations from the community um, and we will honor them at an event the end of September. It's usually a reception. We will have it at Moe's Barbecue in downtown Mobile this year. So nominations for that, they'll start popping up in June. Okay. Um, we do want to recognize women and businesses who are supporting girls because it's a great uh, mentorship system for our um, young girls as well. Absolutely. So June is coming up soon. Is that something that we can get more information about on the website? It will be on our website. We will start sharing it on social media. Um, we okay. have the event going on in Montgomery. We're select. We're the deadline for nominations for that is this week. So after we get done with the Montgomery area ones, we will start launching the ones for the Mobile area. Fantastic. I yeah. love it. So what is the best way for the public to reach out to you guys? What's the best way for them to find information about you either online or 
Yeah. And I'll tell you, our social media platforms are fantastic. Um, our marketing group does a fabulous job at that. So please follow us on social media. We're Girl Scouts of Southern Alabama. You can almost access anything you need from there. Um, but lots of pictures about the programs that we're offering girls. We just had a program at the zoo, at the new zoo that opened up in Mobile or outside Mobile area. Yeah. Um, this weekend, they had an animal encounters experience. So great pictures, great opportunities to see what we're doing in the community. And also you'll see a lot of those hometown heroes donation photos up there as well. That is fantastic. So Girl Scouts of Southern Alabama on yes. social media. Okay. Yes. All platforms. <laughs> awesome. Okay. okay. Thank you so much for all that you are doing and being a part of an organization that is giving so much back to the girls in our area and the community in general. So we appreciate your time today and all that you are doing. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank y'all for highlighting organizations that are doing good in the area. We appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Sure thing. All right, Alicia, have a great week. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Girl Scouts. Go Girl Scouts. Kind of makes me want to eat a cookie. It makes me want to eat a whole box of Thinnets. <laughs> like uh, I typically do yeah. every cookie season. Yes, and do. then I give the rest away, which is what I did. The I put a giant, I, I put a bag of, uh, a number of boxes after I ate an entire box of Thin Mints in one day. Yeah. Not cool, but that's what I did. Okay, I'm admitting it to everyone publicly sure. right here. Yeah. Then I put a remaining handful of boxes uh, out in a public area and said, help yourself. And like within, I don't know, it, it, there was no one there when I did it. And then less than three hours later, I came back and they were all they were all taken. Duh, clearly, of course they are. Clearly, right? I think it's fantastic. Exactly. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, for this, uh, this first Do Some Good rendition i guess is what i'll call it yeah we're super excited if you have not gotten a physical magazine copy and you want to this is what you're going to do go online to the mobilerundown.com find the digital copy read it find all the organizations in there reach out to any of those that you would like to Absolutely. and they have they should have plenty of copies of these if you'd like to get a physical copy so yeah plenty of retail locations that have them as well you'll see them sitting around town and also too if you are part of a of an organization that is doing some good in Mobile, please reach out to us. We would love to know what you are doing and what you are all about so we can help highlight you in the 2022 publication. That's right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Take care.